Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Murder Shed. Uh, I know it's been a little bit since we've done an episode. Um, I don't know, we were working out some things. We have a new co-host joining us starting probably next week, but he will be joining us on the uh, on the phone this week. Sorry I'm a little flustered. I went to bed at like 6 o'clock this morning, so I am... Still a little, uh, little groggy, but I think we will muster through, and this should be a good episode. Today's episode is going to be on uh, kids that kill. I've, uh, I've been wanting to do this episode for a while now. Uh, it's kind of an interesting topic because to have kids that, I mean, if you can look it up and look at all these cases of kids committing murder, I mean, it, it's it's it is it's crazy, it's baffling. And the, one of the worst ones that I had found in history, and as I said, we're not going to do anything too recent, uh, but we do have one that most people are pretty familiar with, and that is uh, Jesse Pomeroy. Uh, he was a young kid. Uh, he was born Jesse Harding Pomeroy, November 29th, 19, or 1859, if I'm correct on that. Pretty sure it's 1859 in Charlestown, Massachusetts. Uh, he died September 29th, 1932. He was age 72 when he died. So uh, he died in Bridgewater State Hospital in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. He was also known as the Boston Boy Fiend, the Boy Torturer, the Demon, and the Red Devil, which is kind of nuts. I mean, think about that. That is a kid. That is a kid that has those monikers. Like, <laughs> you have like, Albert Fish, the Moonlight Maniac, and these crazy names for these killers, but, uh, like, this is a kid, and he done some really, really, really messed up stuff, which is astonishing to me, but uh, we will be getting into that in a few minutes. I will go ahead and get our guest in here, so we will be back momentarily, and we will go over Jesse Pomeroy, and apparently my... I guess he's not even a guest. I guess my new co-host will have a something to talk about. He's done something, so we'll see what that is. I'm sure it pertains to the um, what we're going over today. So we will see you back here in just a moment. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Uh, I went ahead and did the opening, so we're we're live. We're good to go. We're recording now. So I went ahead and did the opening and uh, said that the new guest will be joining us. The new guest, or the, I'm sorry, I'm as I'm flustered. I went to bed at like six o'clock this morning, so oh like I am me too. <laughs> very, very. My brain is foggy today. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't even think straight. So. Uh, I'm, I'm trying today. I'm going to say, I'm going to listen back on this or someone's going to tell me that I sounded like a complete bubbling idiot because I just could not get anything straight. Uh, <laughs> I said that we would be going over uh, Jesse Pomeroy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went ahead and went over who he is and, you know, his, his monikers and nicknames, whatever. This is Gavin for everybody. The Gavinator. Hello. He is a, what, what would I call it? Uh, Freak Club. Yeah. Yeah. A member of the Freak Club, but now a full-time co-host. Um, so, I know. It's exciting. <laughs> so, go ahead. As I said, uh, we're talking about Jesse Pomeroy today. I went over when he was born and where he's from. You, you've read about Jesse Pomeroy, right? You you know a little, mm-hmm. a little old bit. Yeah, I've, I've got pretty much like a mini essay written down. Oh, so that's what you did it on. You did you did it on Jesse Pomeroy? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, it, okay. It, it, it's like a whole thing. I'm trying to get my mic fixed. One second. Okay. Okay, yeah. All right. So all right, so it's a whole thing. So uh <laughs> I had some I had some stuff to say too, mm-hmm. but it, with your whole thing, it might um I don't know, it might pretty much be all the same stuff that I'm gonna go over too. Hell it so, might. We can we can you know, we can compare you're, notes you're to what we've got going on. You're the new co host. So you do your thing. If you want to go <laughs> ahead and start and uh give us the rundown on 
Jesse Pomeroy, you go right ahead. Uh, if you want to go over when he was born and all that stuff again, by all means, just whatever you have, let's hear it. Okay, yeah. So um, on April 23rd, 1874, two brothers, uh, George and James Power, found the mutilated body of four-year-old Horace Millen while searching for clams. Horace had been found nearly naked and stabbed several times. His throat slashed basically from ear to ear and had a sharp object shoved into his eye. Genitals were severed and had also uh, apparently been lit at fire on one point. Um, when detectives had investigated the murder, they discovered that another two pair of brothers, Edward and Benjamin Harrington, were near the area when Horace was murdered. And uh, around noon that day, they had found or they had seen a young boy running away from the site of the murder. So, you know, they, they ended up doing some more investigating and it turns out, it, it, you know, they figured out it was Jesse Pomeroy. And Jesse was tall for his age and he had worn a hat at the time of the murder, but the two brothers were still able to tell that it was a young boy, you know, regardless. Uh, so, you know, he was born November 29th, 1859 in Charlestown, Massachusetts. He had a birth defect in his right eye that caused it to, it was like a, a thick white film that people basically found super unappealing and were pretty much revolted by it, including his yeah. own dad. Um, his dad was, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I, it, I know you're probably going to get to that. Was his dad not like an asshole? Like... He was a piece of shit. Yeah, he was. He yeah, was he did like some awful shit to him. Like, mm -hmm. like people don't think that 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 you know, at a young mind, your mind's still molding. Like it's it's like it's like play doh. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still like a sponge, basically. I mean, it's still absorbing all this information and all this stuff about life. So when a kid is just, you know, I mean, and, and as I said, like I don't know, I know it's up in the air about that with like psychiatrists and stuff and. They'll, they'll, like psychologists, and whatever, they'll, they'd like to say that, you know, some are on the fence about like if an, an awful upbringing creates people like that. I mean, because you can be from a normal upbringing and still be a complete and utter psychopath. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean you look at like Dahmer, uh, Jeffrey example. Dahmer. Look, look at Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had a, I mean, from what, I, from what I've read and what I've seen, he had a pretty normal ish. I mean, yeah. his mom was a little out there, but he, I mean, he had a pretty normal, she went to a normal school. I mean, he had a pretty normal upbringing. I mean, and look how he turned yeah. out. I mean, he's one of the most infamous serial killers of all time. Mm -hmm. And he had a pretty normalish, I mean, what we know of, childhood. I mean, I mean, he just did messed up shit, like yeah. killing animals and shit like that at first, starting like that. And mm -hmm. then hitchhiking, you know, hitchhiking got picked up one day. or No, he picked up the hitchhiker. And uh, bam, I mean, so it's it's up in the air. I, I, in, in my opinion... I mean, it, it just depends on, like, I mean, I pretty much look at it like you make your own, you know, you know right from wrong. Mm -hmm, I mean, you could exactly. be beaten and whatever, but you still, I mean, to an extent, when you live in society, you know, it's not like he was living out in the woods and mm -hmm. never met anybody, just his dad who was beating him. And then when he started meeting people, he started killing them. You know, it's like. You live in society with other people. You know right from wrong. You learn from those other people, too. It's not just you learning from your parents. The kid went to school. He had other kids around him yep. to know right from wrong, and he knew that was wrong. I mean, if you if you know, you wouldn't try to hide it if you didn't think it was wrong. Right, exactly. It, it went for a long time. I mean, that community had seen, like, a spike in child murders, mm -hmm. but they would never expect – they would never in a million years suspect uh, ki another kid doing it. Yeah. So sorry to cut you off on that one, but uh, no, you're good. continue. But, uh, <laughs> so he Jesse was not only abused by his father, but he was also bullied a lot in school, especially by boys bigger, stronger than himself. Um, so all of that in turn caused him to take out his emotions on those smaller than him. So, you know, he, with with all that, he was a loner, you know, preferred to spend his own time, like, reading what we call, like, dime novels, like, stories yeah, full of, yeah. you know, That's blood, gore, sex, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Like, um, like he, he read, like, to the equivalent of, like, kids and video games today. 
Mm-hmm. Like it could have been like quote unquote the influence, you know. Which, as I said, I'm not as a young kid seeing that stuff. It, it doesn't make you grow up to be a, a fucking nut job. Yeah. So I mean, I've never I mean, believed that for a second. It, it's definitely yeah. For it, certain it's people definitely an individual thing. Yeah. Exactly. But um, um <laughs> sorry, I just keep hearing the things I want to touch no, on. You're, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just like when you say certain things, I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. that that yeah. you know. We go yeah, look deeper. Sure. So go ahead. Okay, so Jesse's older brother Charles, uh, he, well, he was older by 17 months, so a, a little under a year and a half. Um, he you know ignored him a lot. Uh, preferred to spend his time talking to girls instead of hanging out with his brother. Um, so you know he had felt to do that. from that. I'm sure. Um, so his, his father, his name was Thomas and he would relatively frequently beat swip or a leather belt and also often making him strip naked to, you know, cause more pain, pretty much the most possible pain that you could, you know, inflict on someone in that moment. That's what his dad wanted. You know, that's like next level because... I get the parents back then. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't understand beating your children, but parents back then had a different mindset. They would like most, like some of those parents, like kids would grow up and say, look, my parents were hard on me, but you know, I look at it now, there was good reasoning behind it. They wanted me to be a stronger, better person. None of this sounds like his dad wanted him to grow up to be a better person. He didn't do it out of, out of love. Right. He was just a piece of shit. Yeah. It, but, it definitely oh, didn't seem like there was any discipline behind it. It was just straight abuse. Yeah, what what it noted that he was an alcoholic as well was that a thing? Um, I I don't have that in the notes, but I think I did come across that. Okay. Um, but the only person who genuinely gave a shit about Jesse was his mother, whose name is Ruth Ann, and mm-hmm. she had believed that Jesse's issues were born from being bullied, and all the hell from everyone that had treated him the way that they treated him. Um, so she, you know, she also believed that if they were to leave him alone and to stop, then, you know, he would also stop, which I, I, I don't know about that, but I mean, it's a plausible theory. You can't argue against it, especially because it never happened. So we didn't get to figure out. Exactly. Um, so, you know, even, even as he started torturing and killing small animals, his mother, seen that as a sign of you know his sadness his anger all of those negative emotions that he had been harboring yeah well back then we didn't look at it like that like you know if if at, at that point in time i mean the criminal mind wasn't really as understood as it is now so yeah. i mean when a mom or somebody sees a kid killing animals mm-hmm. it's not like oh he's a psychopath or he's gonna grow up to be you know yeah it's just boys being boys yeah boys being boys like <laughs> yeah. so but um, in in the late end of 1871, in in Chelsea, just across the river from Charlestown, um, children had began to suffer vicious beatings by an unknown boy described to be bigger and stronger than them. And I don't think it was all of them, but a fair amount of these these uh, boys would be sexually abused too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they would say that he would try to befriend them by offering money, treats, pretty much whatever he could to entice them to go somewhere with him that was private and away from anyone who may see anything. And that's when he would do pretty much whatever he wanted to these kids. Um, well, he'd and, threaten, them. He'd threaten them afterwards. And, yeah. you know, you tell anybody, yeah. not the entire family. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was – he – He's threatened a lot of people, yeah. Um, and think about how easy it is for. Okay, imagine this. You know, you're you're a kid outside at a playground, and mm-hmm. a guy pulls up a creepy van. And you know, this nowadays, like kids are a little more aware now. Like, if you're a creepy dude pulling up in a van, you're like, "Hey, get in my van! I got candy." You know, the kids like, uh, you know, I mean, not every kid is you know aware enough to to know what to do in that situation. And I think every kid should. Mm-hmm. But, you know, think about, like, 
it would be easier as a kid to lure another kid in. Oh, yeah. Some creepy ass old dude luring kids in. Like, I mean, if you're a kid and you, you see another kid. I mean, and, and I said that back in that time, we didn't have the internet or games or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So kids were more interactive with each other physically. So, yeah. I mean, when another kid comes up to you and is like, hey, man, I got this for you. You want to go for a walk? You want to do this and that? They're not going to say no. They're not going to think yeah, anything. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I would think back on it now. If I was a kid and another kid came to me and said, hey, man, let's go to the woods and build this fort. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go build this fort. Like, let's yeah. do it. Like, I mean, exactly. you don't think about that. The kid, I mean, if a 50 year old dude walks up and is like, hey, Sonny, you want to go down there and build a fort with me in the woods? Then I'm like, uh, probably not. Yeah. So, yeah. So continue. Okay. So, um, like, like I had said, nobody had known who he was at this point in time. So, you know, he was, he was given those, you know, those, those cool sounding nicknames that almost kind of, you know, make it seem cool to do shit like this. Red um, devil. Yeah. This, you know. Red devil, yeah. the boy torturer. There was, there was another one that I had read. I, I didn't end up writing that one down because I didn't see it until way after I was done. You got a badass nickname. I mean, you know. Yeah. Why stop? I mean, people are like, you're infamous. Like, why would you want to stop? I mean, people are like mm-hmm. talking about you and you're famous. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I, there was I a don't... book. I'm not mistaken. There was a book, The Wilderness of, uh, what was it? The Wilderness of Ruin or something? Mm hmm. Uh, there's a book on him by like Rosaline something, Rosaline Montillo or something like that. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. I have to really get my facts straight before I start doing this shit. But as I'm just going most of this stuff on like what I've read, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was called the wilderness of Bruin and some, and a chick wrote it like, and it was a whole book on him, which I mean, fuck, I mean, I'm obviously he was getting a book written about him. Like, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, for some reason, they people like people in society do this weird thing where they, they just almost glorify these people. Even now, yeah, yep, yeah. I mean, my you know, my my mom loves Ted Bundy. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't think she like. Lo- I don't think she's like in love with him. But <laughs> no, but that 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 even normal people and look at us right now. We do a a, a podcast called the Murder Shed, and mm-hmm. we talk about serial killers and these awful tragic events and stuff we're, we're we are basically glorifying them as well like all these other podcasts these true crime like i mean these netflix mm-hmm. shows they're glorifying stuff too like as much as you can say oh i'm not you really are like you are i mean way, yeah i mean if we could have like with jeffrey dahmer or john wayne gacy or any of them if we had just stopped talking about them you know that yeah. would have been that, but, but you're never going to stop. I mean, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever years from now, you're still going to hear about Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, all these people. You're still going to hear about them. They're going to mm-hmm. be forever infamous. Like we're always going to talk about them. Yeah. And it, it, there's a weird, there's a weird thing about that too, because in one way we, we want to just let these people, you know, die and get lost in time. But, on on the other side of the coin, it's useful to remember the things they did. That way, we can see it in other people too. Exactly. Damn, that was deep, Gavin. <laughs> um, that was deep. Thank you. <laughs> I pulled that one out of my ass. Yeah. Um, so so moving on, um, the Boston Globe had run a paper that included a description of Jesse, one that his mother would recognize instantly. Um, so she moved the family to South Boston, and then um, in August of 1872, another boy was found tortured on the sands of South Boston. The following month in September, another child was found beaten and assaulted, then tied to a telephone post, and this was also in South Boston. Um, so this victim gave a description of his assailant which included detail of and this may have been a quote it was in quotes um when i had found it in you know when i put it in my notes so i'm assuming this may be a quote from this victim but it was a very peculiar right eye a white eye that resembled a marble um so you know they they realized oh shit 
you know, Jesse Pomeroy kid, you know, he's got a white right eye. So we'll we'll pull this kid in. So Yeah, there probably ain't a lot of people running around town with that description, mm-hmm. you know. So Oh yeah. Um so, you know, Jesse was subsequently arrested and then sentenced to six years, which would be the remaining term of his minority. Um, and that would have been at the state reform school and to the rest of the community's disapproval, um, Ruth Ann somehow managed to have Jesse released mere months after his sentencing. So fast, you know, fast forward a bit, uh, March 18th, 1874, Katie Curran, uh, went missing from her home in South Boston. She had went out to buy a notebook, and she was never seen again after that. It was heard that her last known location was at the Pomeroy's shop where Jesse happened to work. So detective, they'd they'd searched the shop and interrogated Jesse, but ultimately they couldn't find anything. Um, And I don't know exactly how much later, but uh, after all of that, Katie's body was found in the basement of Jesse's mother's, Ruth Ann, her dress shop. Um, her remains were pretty much concealed under a pile of, like, ash and shit like that. So a poor job of hiding the body downstairs in the basement. Um, so I don't, I don't think he had gotten connected to this murder at the time because five weeks after Katie's disappearance the body of Horace was found, the boy from the beginning. Um, so detectives, you know, they, they follow up um, with the brother's tip on seeing a young boy running from the scene. They found, uh, they found Jesse, and he was brought to the police with blood on his clothes, his skin was all scratched, and his boots matched the imprints that were left on the beach. Um, so... After that, experts had been brought in to try to figure out why Jesse had done the things he did. And they had believed Jesse had some form of familial mental illness, something that would have been passed down, like uh, hereditary, but nothing, you know, nothing ended up coming up. His family never really had anything that would have been of note that he could have had that could have caused any of this. So they eventually just chalked it up to being the product of a broken family. Um, So, you know, bullied, abused physically and mentally, which they had believed in turn caused him to project those feelings onto others. And they weren't able to find any other real explanations, though they did speculate have been jealous of other kids appearance you know with his eye a lot of people found him physically revolting because of it um he could have been jealous of other people's family lives and he could have also just been simply reenacting things that he had seen in those dime novels maybe he was just born evil no one no one could really find like a hard explanation as to why he did what he did but any of those reasons were plausible to speculate um so I'm, I'm not sure exactly how it is now but psychologists at least at the time preferred not to label children and younger adults as psychopaths but they had come up with a pattern of behavior that falls under kind of like an umbrella of conduct disorders which would you know include like a failure to attach meaning to the lives of other human beings or animals even a feeling of self-importance, cruelty in general towards animals and other humans, especially at a younger age, um, lack of empathy, remorse, and commonly a knack for telling lies. And, you know, Jesse had pretty much fallen under all of these traits and even a few more that weren't really listed, but there was more to it. And he was he was found guilty for the murder of Horace and eventually Katie, um, but I'm not I'm not sure when exactly he was suspected. I don't know if it was when the body was found or if they kind of had an idea but didn't know. That was never really explained as far as I could find. Um, and he was sentenced to death 
but he was he it, it was commuted to life in prison all of which would be spent in solitary confinement um so on september 7th of 1876 just before he had turned 17 he was imprisoned at the massachusetts in charlestown and he would spend the rest of his life there until his death at the age of 72 on September 29th, 1932. And that's that. that that's that's pretty much the short <laughs> story of Jesse Pomeroy. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe, like, maybe, I mean, honestly, it probably did have a lot to do with his upbringing. I mean, I really can't see him just being born evil. And me, personally, like, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, a, a believer in what, in evil, I think evil is something right. we look at stuff that we can't understand and label it as such just to be able to say, eh, they're evil. Okay, I don't want to think about it anymore. They're evil. Mm-hmm. You know, something awful happens. Goes into a mall and just murders everybody with a machine gun. Like They're like, oh, there's no explanation. He was just evil. I mean, that proves yeah. there's evil in the world. That doesn't prove there's evil in this world. That just proves that he was a nut job, psychopath, mm-hmm. that did something awful. Everyone just chalks it up to, no, man, because I've heard people before. They're like, you can believe what you want to believe, but there is evil in this world. I'm like, people do evil things. Mm-hmm. They're not like evil themselves. Like, right. I mean, it, it, evil is such a thing that we can just chalk it up. And it's just an easy throwaway. Like, well, man, we can't figure out why, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer had sex with all these dudes and then cut them up and put them all around his apartment. You know, yeah. uh, we don't really know he had a, he had an okay upbringing, but I think he was just born evil. No, mm-hmm. no, man. It's obviously you're mentally disturbed. Some people's brains are just sick. I mean, that's what mental yeah. illness is. It's a sick brain. You mm-hmm. know, uh, some people just lack certain things that other people have. People are overly sympathetic. Some people are the opposite end of that spectrum. Then they are just not like, yeah. that's just how it is. Like, I said, I, evil is is you know, I don't know. It's 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 almost become so commercialized. Like it's such a it's such a thing to put on in front of a magazine or a book or mm-hmm. saying pure evil or uh, the most evil man in the world or this kid was born evil. Like it's just such a commercialized. Now, like it's just so easy to mm-hmm. pin it on anybody. Like. I said, like, with Jesse Pomeroy, come on. The dude, the kid was was severely abused. I mean, to next oh, yeah. level. I mean, he got picked on because of his eye. He, he, he didn't fit in. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that he had a reason to do it. But it's a lot easier to say, yeah, he probably did it. It is. He did it because of this. Like, obviously... Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how he would have been if he lived a good life. We don't more normal with a normal eye and a normal upbringing. Like, we don't know that he would be. I'm not going to say, like, he would have been normal then, like, if he had done that. Because we don't know that. Yeah. I know I've heard this one, but he's a good person to, to, to add in the fact that, like, he had a normal life. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, I'm just going on what I've read and what I've seen in movies that Jeffrey Dahmer had pretty upbringing. I mean, but his mom suffered from serious mental illness, and it's very possible that it was passed on to him. And I know there's more people on the fence like, oh, you can't get mental illness, not hereditary, it's not, you know. Yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, if, if fucking skin cancer or whatever, like, the, the chances, like, your susceptibility to, like, skin cancer, melanoma, whatever, uh, cancer in general, uh, your mom and dad has red hair, so you have red hair. I, I honestly believe that when someone lacks some kind of thing in their brain that tells them right from wrong, it's very easy to pass that on to your kid. So, I mean, I chalk it up personally as the fact that he had the most awful upbringing. And I yeah. said, we all choose, we all choose to be what we want to be. You choose right and wrong. But the thing is, he was still a kid. His brain hadn't even, as I said before, hadn't even fully developed yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm wrong. I'm not saying that he didn't. But 
it's not like he had years and years to ponder and to grow up and to mature or, you know, he's right. doing all this before he even really matured. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, like, he got that short time in prison. And I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, well, he should have got life. Oh, uh, you know, he was a kid. It is mm-hmm. awful. It is, it is really awful what he did. Don't get me wrong. It, it really was. But you have to look at it from a state's perspective, like a law, a legal perspective, that we had this young kid. They're not going to just throw him in jail for life. Like, especially at that time, it was something more. I mean, nowadays, I mean, maybe, probably. But at that time, they weren't really trying to put kids in prison for life. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, the tough one with, with the kids stuff, because. It's so hard to like, because as I said, like when a, an adult kills, it's like, it's it's it, it's just like a feel to it. When you're watching the news and you hear that a guy killed his wife or killed somebody at work or whatever, you're like, okay, well, that seems normal. Yeah. And killed his parents or killed his class. I mean, you're like, wow, whoa. Yeah, there's a big I mean, it's hidden behind that. We all make mistakes when we're young. We do. We make mistakes when we're young, but not every one of us goes out and is it like he did it one time and then learn and, and then got you know learned from his lesson. He kept doing it and he did it in the most twisted ways. So he, he mm-hmm. was doing this and thinking, I'm gonna cut this guy's this boy's penis off. I'm gonna body, I'm gonna, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna do all this stuff like this, this next level stuff the rock and running away this dude was torturing these kids he was a kid torturing kids that takes yeah. thought that takes mm-hmm. imagination I to say, but it really does it yeah, takes planning they're, 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 you're luring them in to do this it's premeditated mm-hmm. and the court should have looked at that like this is premeditated he planned this stuff it's not like he ended up in a situation where he killed somebody, where he was just happened to be there. No, he lured them. In. He he did. He chose to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, and uh, there, yeah, there so, were I mean, like a, there were a few quotes that I had found, but there was nothing like super like interesting really that was worthy of including. But like when he asked, or when he was asked why, you know, he he did all those things. They're just kind of like, I don't know, like you know, he didn't really have like an answer. Like a kid would do. I don't yeah. know. Why'd yeah, you draw on the wall? Like I don't know. Draw on the wall with a permanent marker. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, he's not going to give you a. He's a, he's a kid. No, I mean, even if he's a teenager, he's going to give you a detailed reasoning in his, you know, like on why he did what he did. Yeah. Like, oh, well, my dad beat me and this and that. And, you know, I felt so alone. I felt like I could really uh, unleash myself upon these innocent kids. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to do that. What do you expect a kid to say? Like, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, want to do it. It's fun. It was, you know, to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have expected, you know, any real, you know, well, my dad hit me a lot and you know i was i was bullied in school so i just wanted to take it out on other people like he's he was what 12 14 at the time he, he started killing people if i remember correctly somewhere around there yeah but uh he, like he, you know he was a child he's not you're not going to get these super sophisticated answers out of a child now you know for something like that i mean i so would be shocked it, if they did yeah i mean and thing, the thing is like i mean what does it it's mine when he's when he can't trust anyone? I mean, his dad, mm-hmm. you're you gonna trust your parents. You, you you have to trust them. You're born to to trust them to do what's best for you and to raise you right. And parents are supposed to teach their kids right from wrong and teach them about the world and how to do things and what kind of person to be. So yeah. That's how we're programmed. Our parents teach us how to be. If your parents are overly overly religious. Maybe at a young age, you're going to think the same. You're going to think the th- same thing. If your parents, if you're born in a room and your parents never let you leave it and they look at you and they, they teach you certain things, they, they show you a red card and they say, this is yellow. Everyone's going to, you meet somebody, they're going to try to tell you this is red, but they're lying. It's yellow. 
that right. kid being stuck there isn't going to learn from anyone else. They're going to think that that, you know, is the opposite. That it's not that color. They're, they're going to argue with you about it. It's just yep. like uh, religious. They do the same thing. Overly religious people. You were raised to, to, to believe that. Um, you know, I'm not a religious person. I was never really raised to be that way. And mm-hmm. but I can look at myself now and see why I think that I think on my own, you know, the training wheels came off and I can say, yeah. OK, you know, my parents or whoever said this. Now, why do I believe this? You can't just right. say, oh, well, my dad. So I believe that, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, I understand. But when you when you grow up, it's about you, you have to start making your own decisions and your own beliefs and stuff like that you just use what your parents taught you as a foundation to build on but yeah. so i mean this kid found torture i mean bullying i mean he got bullied and stuff i mean like yeah yeah and, and obviously he wasn't gonna have the help it, it ain't like he could go to school back then and go hey uh miss whatever my dad beats me i mean what is she gonna do about it? i call cps at that time like what was gonna happen right. there like I mean, nothing, you know, parents were to do with, with their kids, what they wanted to do. That was the dad could have easily said, look, the boy's bad. I'm teaching him a lesson. You know, I'm trying to be a good parent and this is my way of parenting and the police or whoever would have been like, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah. nowadays that doesn't fly, which is good, but yes, it just, you know, I said like he was molded in that, like that's, that's all he knew was abuse yeah. and torture and, I mean, what positives did he have? I mean, besides his mom, and she didn't do shit either. I mean, yeah, she, you know, he loved her and she loved him, but fuck, like, did you show it? I mean, right. why didn't you stab that? I and mean, if you loved your kid so much in that situation, stab that motherfucker, the, the dude you're married to in the neck with a shard of glass or a knife while he's asleep. I mean, why is he asleep? Like, get your kid out of there. Do what you have to do. Escape in the middle of the night. Like, do what you have to do to protect your kids. Don't look at it like, well, we need money. It's kind of need your dad because he has a job and this and that like no your kids getting abused like if you cared so fucking much do something about it i I, I hate that shit people are like oh i'm in an abusive relationship you don't understand i have to be with this person no you don't no you don't and there's so many people that argue that fact oh i have to be with them uh they'll change and i know people can manipulate you know chips can say look baby i'm sorry i'm all changed and the other person's like, oh, he's right. He's such a good guy. Like, he'll change. But after a while, like, you have to, get, like, smart up and say, fuck, like, this ain't going to change. And if you're a parent, yeah. you love your kid, do something about it. That's what I'm saying. If you're in that situation, do something. The dude had to sleep yeah, sometime. It, it, there was definitely a lot of neglect surrounding that. Like they, yeah. I mean, like you were saying, the the mom may have given a shit, but I mean, at the end of the day, it was still happening. Yeah, and the thing is, she she fought for him that he was, you know, you're gonna go to those lengths to defend your son. Go through those lengths at home because those lengths at home are what made this, or what, or why mm-hmm. he's like this. And you would think it was common sense. I know that over time we had to understand that trauma can create that, like that kind of, that, you know, I don't know. They can create people like that and all going through awful things and being just in your brain all scrambled and fucked up at a young age. Mm-hmm. But it's, dude, like, God, like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, um, as I said, it could, it could open a whole nother you know, can of worms there on, you know, I, I don't know, relationship stuff and how to raise your kids and all that stuff. I mean, raise your kids. Just don't, I'm not going to tell anyone how to parent. I feel like I'm a good parent. I mean, I teach my kids right from wrong. What I believe is right and wrong. I mean, I want my kids to make their own decision. Mm-hmm. Teach my, I will teach my kids when they get older, what I believe. And I'm going to tell them, this is what I, you know, once you get older, you'll be able to make your decisions. But I want you to know what I believe, and you can take that and learn from it. Mm-hmm. If my kids want to be religious and go to church and stuff, that's their choice. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, I, I want them to know how I feel about it, and I'm going to tell them how I feel about it. 
but I'm not going to, you know, well, that's, that's fucking stupid. You want to go to church? You want to do this? Oh, oh, you, you know, you disappointed me, this and that. Like, no, that, that, that's shitty. Like you can't create your kids in your image. Oh yeah, so, for sure. absolutely. This kid had no trust at home. There was nobody to go to, and obviously, he loved his mom and she loved him from what they were saying. But how do you look at your mom as a protector when she's not protecting you? Right. How do you trust your mom when your dad's beating your naked body with a belt and she's doing nothing mm-hmm. about it? So how do you you have no one to go to? There is no comfort zone. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I don't know, and it sucks for him. It, for him because maybe he could have been a good person. Maybe he really could have, you know, life. That, that sucks that someone through that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, but uh, so we can go on movies. Think about that, like good movies with this type of, like, look at Children of the Corn. I know it had more of a supernatural mm-hmm. element to it, you know, at the end, like it kind of showed that but is it not when, even in movies, like when the kid, like look at Halloween 4, uh, mm-hmm. Lori, uh, Lori's daughter Jamie, you know, yeah. picking up the scissors and stabbing her stepmom at the end, and that shocked people at that time. At that time, that shocked people. Like, oh my God, a kid doing that? A kid just did that? Yeah. Like, it, it's crazy, like, how, like, much more scary it is when is a kid doing it? Yeah, or like the Omen. When did the Omen come out? Was that before or yeah. after Halloween Four? The original Omen. If I okay, as I said, don't. I want to say the original Omen was early seventies, seventy four, okay. somewhere around there. As I said, I could be mistaken, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, and then you had the remake, and horrible. But I mean, and I know that that itself. Once again, it's more supernatural, right? Yeah, or whatever. So I mean, that's more supernatural. Mm -hmm. But and even Halloween Four, I brought that up. That was more supernatural, which it shouldn't have been because that that those movies should. I'm not. That's a whole other another thing. Like I'm not getting into that. The Halloween. (laughs) So, um, but that's scary. Mm -hmm. There are geese flying over the murder shed right now. I can hear them. Like, I never hear geese out here. And there are, like, a flock of geese flying over the shed. Damn. Awesome. Good timing. But, I mean, yeah, like, you still hear about it on the news. Like, kids going in, shooting up their schools or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, killing their parents or killing their siblings or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. Like, that's that's awful. Like, Yeah, I, I can't, I can't remember their names but a while back there was uh are you talking about the kids with the batteries in that kid's mouth Mm -mm. no i didn't i didn't hear about that but this kid it was these neighbors would play games together and some kid had like one of them i think like fucked over the other one for like in-game currency and it was like a decent amount not like but it was like a decent amount like enough to piss him off so he like he went over to the kid's house and like beat the shit out of him he raped him he he like uh the kid was unconscious and he cut one of the kid's legs off and then the kid woke up what was that over a video game yeah yeah over a video game think about that mom i mean that's fucked up think about that mom uh i'm not sure when this was in the news i was actually reading about it the other day when i was doing some research on this stuff this and I, 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 the thing is, that's my one sensitive part. And you can ask anyone who knows me, my one sensitive thing about any type of horror, horror or anything like that, I do not do the kids' stuff. Yeah. I don't like watching kids go through anything. Uh, my wife is a teacher. Uh, she comes home like, you know, this kid, like this, they're, they're, this sucks. Like, you know, this poor kid, you know, they don't come to school with any lunch or whatever. Like, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear it. I'm try, I try to, that's the one thing I kind of block myself from. I don't want to see kids getting hurt. I don't want to hear about kids getting hurt. I, 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 that is my, that is my no area. So yeah. 
there was a story that a mom was playing some stupid ass those you know like those Facebook games like I don't fucking know like the farming games or whatever oh, yeah like farm villain shit all that shit like this mom was playing something like that some shit ass game like that that people get hooked on like Candy Crush or some bullshit and she was playing that and she had put in some serious time into it well her infant her infant was crying. And mm-hmm. messed her up on the game. She got frustrated, shook or her, whatever, shook the kid, went outside to calm down, again, shook him again. And obviously, it resulted in taking baby syndrome and they, they died. Yeah. And she was charged with it. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, over oh, a damn. game, shook your kid to death? Yeah. I don't give it like there is no there is no excuse for that. There is no argument for that. Oh, yeah. Like to shake your fucking kid to death. To shake any kid to death. Like to, to kill a kid, period. I mean, if a kid's coming at you with a fucking gun or a knife trying to murder you, I mean, whatever. But I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do to defend yourself. But but some of these I mean, some of these stories you hear about, like the Chris Watts thing, that piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, his wife, his pregnant wife and his two daughters. And he had a good life. I mean, house a good job. I mean, like, like, like I'm not saying that story before. I don't know how he felt as a person. I mean, I'm not saying that, but on the outside, he had a good life. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, like you, he worked at some oil refinery or whatever, and you know, started cheating on his wife with this woman, and decided, oh, I want to live a life with you, so he killed his whole family. Mm, okay, yeah, I have heard about that. Yeah, I mean. What the fuck? Like in this, in, in, in his excuse, I wanted to get away. I wanted to start new. Motherfucker, divorce your wife then. I know it sucks. Yeah. I know it sucks, but like you're going to go through. So, so you look at that as a hard thing. Like, oh, divorce my wife and having to pay child support and all this bullshit, losing the house. It's like, oh, I don't really want to go through all that. So I'm just going to murder them and I'm going to go through all that. You know, if I get caught, I go to wife in prison and monster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like, I don't... Like, like, how do you weigh those options out and decide on the on the other one? Like, right, exactly. I don't, I don't understand how someone could logically come to a conclusion like that. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it wasn't, dude. It, he he, it has been said, and he stated it was because he wanted to start a new life with that other woman. Like, that's what you do. You viciously your your two small daughters and your pregnant wife. Like, what? How does that even come about? And the dude was like a good-looking guy. He was, and the mm-hmm. wife was good-looking. They had cute kids, and they had a big house, and get a nice job. And she was like a she did shit on social media or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like watching the news, and he, he was on there. And uh, it was when the family, the first few days after the family was missing, and they were like, "What could you say if you could talk to them now?" Because this is before anyone knew what he had done. Right. He's like. You know, if y'all are out there, please come home. The dude, had, if you can watch on YouTube, I want you to look it up whenever you're done. The, the the Chris Watts story. I think there was an episode on Netflix where we're glorifying this piece of shit and more. You know, there was no emotion. There, he wasn't crying. He wasn't. And I get some people just don't. I don't cry. I don't, I'm not a crier. Like I just. Right. Some people just don't. But dude, if like your family is your two daughters and your pregnant wife are missing, like, and you're you're gonna be stone faced, fucking like nonchalant just kind of like man hope they come back you know mm-hmm. please come home like fuck even from a psychotic standpoint why go through that trouble when it's so easy just to say i'm not happy anymore you know she she can't force you to stay physically force you to stay there like i mean what do you right. if, i don't i don't it's yeah but um yeah, I, I and like you're such you're such a hard ass, you know, like mm-hmm. like such a hard ass killing a kid, man, like a defenseless kid, and especially a kid who trusts you. Goes back to Jesse Jesse Pomeroy. He trusted his parents. He was born to trust his parents, and for them to guide him the right way. You know, look at Chris Watts. He killed his daughters, and they didn't even fight him because they trusted him. So you are scum, like you're, you're scum. Mm-hmm. I, 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 
<laughs> like that's that's it's awful. Yeah. But think about what we'd be saying right now if one of those young daughters had stabbed him in his sleep. Like we'd be like, what the fuck? Like what happened? Like why? Yeah, for sure. There, there's it's, definitely it's, it's, there's definitely a strain behind, you know, it as an adult, it, it we're almost desensitized to you know seeing anything about an adult murdering, you know, adults, whatever. But you know, like like we've been saying, if, if there's like a kid involved, there's it's so strange to see it from that perspective like it's just a child mm-hmm. like doing this shit yeah it's um i said like it's 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 hard to, it's just like the thing when i said uh, a couple episodes ago or last episode or whatever that when this the snuff episode where i said that you know i will not watch these rape videos that are on these sites that i visit i'm not going to watch that but it's fine that I watch that. I, I'm not fine with it, but it, it's I'm more desensitized when it comes to the murders and stuff. Yeah. I mean, in, in, like, what are you going to say that one is worse than the other? Yeah. I mean, rape yeah. ruins that person's life as well. Like, their life is ruined. Just like killing somebody, their their life is over. You know, yeah. that person has to live with that, what happened to them the rest of their life, and it, it really affects you, you know, in relationships and socially and i mean everything so it's that's how this is when it comes to like i don't i don't know it, it it's uh i don't know it's 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 weird to say that we are desensitized to adults killing each other when a kid mm-hmm. does it it's like oh that's you know so it's um yeah i mean <laughs> i'm trying to think about i was I should have done a little more research before I came out here and did this. I should have like looked at some more movies that weren't in the supernatural. I mean, there's, you know, the supernatural, like there's a movie called cooties that fucking suck. Kids, mm-hmm. kids, zombies at school, killing people. It was more just fun. Um, you know, uh, there's just so many things where they have to make the kids supernatural. Uh, look at Halloween, like uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween or not even, no, nah, fuck that. I am Rob Zombie's Halloween, the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kid, dude. It, it, first, see it. You don't know what's going on. You don't know anything about it. You know, right. you see a figure walking through a house, picking up a butcher's knife, stabbing a naked girl, walking downstairs, walking out the front door. Michael, his parents walk up, pull a mask off, and it's this little blonde kid holding a giant butcher's knife. Yeah, you're like, holy shit! Like that was a kid that just did that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure that definitely threw people, you know, through a loop that first time seeing that. Yeah, and it's like The Exorcist. Like, I'm, I that is the greatest example of having to see innocence corrupted by, quote-unquote, evil. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, which in that sense it is evil because it's the devil. Like, in, in a movie that, I mean, evil can exist in a movie. You know, I'm right. more real life is what I'm talking about with, you know, people saying evil and evil this and evil that. Like in a movie, yeah, I mean, you got the devil inside a girl's body. Obviously, he's not there to do good things. Mm-hmm. So, but um, you know, to see the corruption of the innocent, like that's scary. You know, yeah. like that's to see something so innocent. It's like seeing blood on snow. You know, it's this clean right. white thing, and then you got this splatter of dark red blood on it. And it just gives mm-hmm. you this uneasy feeling, like that's scary. Yeah, you know, like that is scary. I mean, kids, scary kids are just scary. Like, I mean, look at Gage from Pet Cemetery. Fuck. Oh that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's scary. That is that scary. <laughs> like, I mean. I mean, come, will you play with me? Like, I mean, I play with Judd, now I play with Mommy, now I'm going to play with you. And I'm like, that little voice and stuff, I'm like, oh my god, that's so cute, but so fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, like the kids' voices, too, and, and shit. Yeah, they always do kids, weird things with the voice. Like, in a horror movie, when you hear kids laughing, that's terrifying. 
Yeah. Who who the hell wants to be out in the middle of the woods hearing a bunch of kids laughing at night? If I heard a bunch of of adults talking, like, oh, we're going to get you. I mean, you're like, oh, that's fucking scary. But when you hear a bunch of kids laughing in the middle of the woods at night, I can imagine you would just be frozen in fear. Yeah. my, My first thought would be, what about these kids thinks that they can all fuck me up? Yeah. Like why why are they so confident about this? That's scary. Because there's a reason they're so confident. Yeah. Like they they've say up before. And I mean that's like that's scary. Like, I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. Kids just got this element about them. But then there's there there is this, you know, and that's weird because they can be the scariest, but then they're the most innocent too. And I think that innocence being scary is what is scary. Oh yeah, you know what? Like that's, yeah, that's what I was about to say. You know, you, you got. I mean, like I said, like it's hard to think about. I, I know there's a bunch, and I'll think about it once this is over. I'll be like, "Oh, that movie." You know, I'm trying to think about movies where it's grounded in real life with kids killing. Um, I kind of as I said, I had no sleep, and mm-hmm. weather is messing me up, so my brain is just. Fried. I'm going on autopilot right now. So <laughs> the fact that we got an hour out of this is astonishing to me because I was at 30 minutes, like, Ugh. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, Gavin, man, I appreciate it. Thank you for joining mm-hmm. us today. Um, you are definitely down to be a co host, right? For sure. Yeah. I'd love to be on pretty much whenever, as long as I'm able. Sweet, sweet. Hopefully, the next time won't be on the be here in the murder shed yeah sure or am i just a piece of shit <laughs> no, I, i'm i'm fine to come i don't care it's cool. yeah I'm, I'm just trash but uh <laughs> <laughs> i love saying that sometimes because people just sit there and they're like okay well, what do like, i say okay <laughs> oh you'll think of that like i guess like all right uh you having a good a uh good uh labor day weekend Oh, yeah, so far it's been super nice. We hung out with a couple friends last night, watched some, you know, slasher films, so. Yeah. yeah. Get us two Saturdays. It's nice. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what the next episode is going to be, uh, but now that I have another brain here to kind of bounce ideas off of and we see each other pretty much every day because we work at the same building, uh, that's great. If you want to try to come up with something, I've been more than happy to uh, do my research. And if you want to come up with a topic, that would be awesome. Yeah, sure. So you come up with the topic. So next week, everybody, Gavin's idea. It's all him. <laughs> We're going to go with it. There we go. Sounds good. So, but uh, Gavin, I will see you Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. I apologize for my stumbling words and, I would be in the middle of a sentence or like explaining something and it would just like slip my mind completely. I, I would be like, where was I going with that? Like there was like three times during this, this episode. I'm like, like, Oh, this, this and that. And I'm like, and, and furthermore, it leads to this. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like the worst day for it, dude. I, I, I swear it was like six o'clock and I'm like, man, I try to lay down mm-hmm. and go to sleep get a couple hours of sleep and then I come out here and it's humid and stuffy and ugh. had to had to soldier through it there you go you did it yeah we did it Gavin we did it yeah we well I'm I'm comfy in my bed right now so oh yeah I'm wow. really going through it like you are wow and you probably got I some know. sleep right uh a fair bit. I mean, I went to bed probably about the same time you did. Woke up at like eleven or so. Wow, I'm just wow, I'm just fucking. Jeez. <laughs> the guy who's telling me that it's freezing cold outside when it's eighty degrees, it's just upping me in the fucking you know, who can who can go without the least amount of sleep. So. <laughs> but all right, man. Well, then I will talk to you Tuesday and everyone That's else. We'll see you on the next episode. Next Saturday, because we're going to start doing these bam, bam, bam every weekend because I'm 
that's what we need to do. I'm, I'm tired oh, of yeah. waiting. Like this is an every weekend thing. Join us every weekend. Uh, yeah. I'll post on social media about it. Gavin, is there anything you need to plug before we go? Uh, no, not 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 this time. No. All right. Well, then, everybody, this has been Stuart Bray, Gavin, the Gavinator. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to be Gavin Angles or do you want to be the Gavinator? I'm fine with either. I don't care. Well, you decide and you let me know. Okay. Uh, we, we can we can just do Gavin Acres. That's fine with me. That Gavin Acres? Gavin Acres. I like that. It's kind of like you, you have a good name. It's kind of like a <laughs> good podcast name. Well, thank it's you. not like mine that's, you know, Stuart Bray. <laughs> like, well, okay. We got Gavin Acres and yeah. Stuart yeah so all right man well then thank you everybody for joining us if you sat through the entire hour episode we appreciate it uh if you'd like to donate to the channel please do there should be some kind of button to hit for that look us up on youtube that we are we are on youtube now look up the murder shed podcast check us out on spotify anchor apple wherever the hell you can listen to podcasts at and mm-hmm. we will be next week for sure